recap. I'm Britt. I'm Tim. And today we are recapping Married at First Sight Season 14, Episode 4. And I just have two things to say off the bat. Okay. First of all, hashtag justice for Chris. We are big (laughs) time justice for Christopher Club here. This is insane. Insane. Secondly, if you are not watching After Party, Mm-hmm. You you're only getting half better the story. get into it. You need to be watching After Party. They have just completely changed the Mathis post show, and it's kind of what I look forward to most. I mean, it's insanely good. How? Whoa, 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 whoa! Here's my take. It's not insanely good. But it is more substantive than it's ever been. And we're literally, you're ending the episode with legitimate confusion. And then you're going to watch After Party After. And you're getting so many more of the details of the story that fill in the gaps. You're, it, it's which all it wasn't the, like yeah, that before. It's all the tea. We are putting people on the spot. We are being respectful about it. Keisha we are giving them. is doing an incredible oh, job. She's crushing it. She's absolutely crushing yeah. it. She's like actually, she's yeah, you're right. She's managing to stay still very kind and diplomatic, but we're not asking questions like, "What is your favorite thing, favorite activities to do on vacation?" Yeah, we're like, asking. We're actually going to the hard stuff oh, and not letting it go just because they said they didn't want to talk about exactly. it. Which that was my biggest bone to pick with Jamie. I did not like her, but she would like ask a question. That we all wanted to know, and then whatever fucking way that that person wanted to blow us off, she would just go, mm-hmm, moving on. And Keisha won't let it go, and I am thankful, because without that component, it's sort of like, why the fuck am I watching this? Exactly. So, if you're not watching After Party, um, figure it out, because you are literally missing, like, pieces of the puzzle. Um, after party is like if you buy the season on Amazon, it's automatically included right afterwards, and then it it's it's right after the DVR. Like if you're DVRing it on your cable. As for the lifetime app and stuff, I actually don't know, but it should be searchable. I would think it would be searchable. Find a way to watch it, friends. Um, let's just let's just jump right the hell in with. <sighs> The Alyssa Alyssa and Chris Chris of it all. The Alyssa and Chris of it all. So we pick up right where we left off pretty much, um, where we have it reiterated that she's an app. I'm sorry. This is an anti-Alyssa podcast. So if that's hard for you, we understand if you need to move on. So Alyssa, (laughs) we open right away with her once again, refusing to even tell him who said the thing. So we get the, Peep, some things were said. Some things were said. I'm very disconcerted about it. Some things were said. And he is just so beyond confused. Um, She basically says, like, it'll just be best if we can clear our minds and get some sleep and clear our minds. And I'm like, how the fuck is poor Chris supposed to clear his mind? When he doesn't even know what he's clearing because he has no clue what the hell you're talking about. He has no clue what happened. You're acting like some catastrophic event took place. 
I just, you feel for him so deeply in that moment. And something that I want to say off the bat before we start getting into all the nitty gritties of this, of this, their time in this episode, Alyssa is one of those people, which fits in my biggest, one of my big pet peeve columns, which is people that abuse and co-opt therapeutic language. I am so thankful that we live in a time where therapeutic terms have become much more mainstream. It is cool and normal to talk about our feelings, to have terminology now for like how we process and, you know, just little stupid shit, like everything from the word like project to, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Love it. Love that we have this like wide access to this kind of language because it overall is a very, it's just a positive thing for society. I think people are understanding themselves better, able to then understand each other better. But one of my biggest pet peeves is when you have self-centered humans who co-opt that language to justify their bullshit and serve themselves And I find Alyssa to be one of those people where she uses a lot of like broad language, broad therapeutic terms that she thinks makes herself sound good and like the victim of every scenario. And yet she's not really saying shit. She's not really explaining anything ever. And it makes me so angry for everybody else's, for everybody else that is like, has a reason or has something real to say or is feeling something legit, like she ruins it for the rest of us. But when she like uses that language, you know? This is someone who, I mean, it's weird. I love, obviously she's the villain of the season. It goes without saying Mm -hmm. that the producers are making her into this. Well, she's doing it to herself, to be fair. That being said, you know, in past seasons, we've gone through and tried to compare villains and oh i think is johnny as bad as chris was in you yeah. know the season before and all this stuff i will say i was so i was trying to do that a little bit in my head when we were watching this episode in the in the day after mm-hmm. and it's just 1000% completely different my take on Alyssa there's just it, no one to compare her to is that no, that's what i'm trying to say she has no idea what show she's on. She has no idea what the expectations of her are. She is like she thinks she's in like an MTV dating show format and not married at first sight. And, and it's insane. It's it's just insane to me watching her behavior in this. We'll yeah. get into it, but she walks off after party. Oh, you know, I mean, she refuses. She's she walks off after party because she is such a little avoidant biatch who cannot take any ownership for her actions. I don't think we've ever seen, at least in my memory, we have never seen someone not spend the night in the same room on the first night, on the very first night as someone. Like it's just all these things that are like, no, no, no. These are the norms. You are the abnormal. But you're acting this way, but you're trying to make like... us and Chris and us think that you're well within your right because of some thing that you can't even under, uh, explain to us other than you just don't feel comfortable. Like AKA, everything is you a contradiction. He's what enough? That's my thing. Like that's all it comes down to. You wrote him off the second you walked down the altar, 
And then when you were one foot away from his face, you wrote him off all over again because he didn't have perfect teeth. And I'm just done. And so then everything from th- from then on to out has been, how do I justify, how do I make myself look like a victim so I don't look like a royal bitch on national television for writing this man off because he's not hot enough for me? Someone needs to tell him. And this is kind of, I mean, obviously I didn't expect the mom and the friend to say something when, they, when he met with them for brunch. Mm-hmm. But... <gasps> Can someone yes. just tell the man that he is not Alyssa's type, a.k.a. She's not just not that into enough? you. She's not into you. She's not. And it's messed up, but it is what it is. And someone I, needs I to tell him that because coming. it's it's just going, we're going in circles. Well, he's figuring it out. We're going down the rabbit hole and it's just confusing everyone. He's smart. He's not a complete idiot. Like, he really isn't. And he's basically, okay. We're just, yeah, let's we're talk all, about the real. Let's like coming get in into hot it. today. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. So he makes the point to say, like, when she walks away, I mean, I just feel so like devastated for him. Yeah. And, and the slow gathering of the producers getting the luggage, and he's just loitering in the hallway oh, as she's walking away. It's the worst. And he says, he says, this whole day has been about making her feel comfortable. So I just really don't have any idea what could have happened. So then we find out um, the next morning when they are meeting up, we find out that they met up without cameras at 2.30 in the morning. Because that seems to be her whole thing. Yep. She doesn't want to look like an asshole on camera. So if she just says a lot of broad, broad descriptive terms that like could theoretically apply to a lot of things... Then she doesn't look like an asshole. And if you just keep saying, I'm just not comfortable. You know what I mean? I don't want to have these conversations on camera. I'm like, you signed up to be on, on camera. camera. It's not that difficult. It's not. I, I just miss no. me with that. So she told him at 2.30 in the morning. I think that's when she got much more, more real and explicit. Or, yeah. That they didn't vibe. Which that could mean 4,000 different things. Yeah. I mean, come on. And she just, quote, didn't feel good about what's transpired. I am so done. What's transpired? Nothing's transpired except you being a twat. Okay. Well, let me just set the record straight here. This whole we're not vibing thing, and I feel so just, like, hurt by the things that were said and so uncomfortable. Let's put things into perspective here and remember that Chris and Alyssa have actually talked to each other for about four hours, I'm guessing. Four hours. I thought he said 40 minutes total. No, I'm saying from the time that they've met earlier in the day to now. I mean, it's only been a a handful of hours. So it's like for you to just come at him with this, this is just not working out. It's like, what has happened to... Like what has happened? You, you have not been aggrieved. Make a call like that, at this point. Yeah, 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 exactly. So they sit down to chat again, which she shows up in her pajamas, and he basically puts her on the spot and says, "I'm worried that you are checked out completely." And this is when we get our first round of this new line of bullshit from her. I still want us to try and have a good experience in my opinion we get as far as we can make it through bitch shut up 
No, that is not an answer to the are you checked out question. That is an answer to are you here to be on fucking television? Yeah, how far we can make it through. This isn't the amazing race. Hey, let's <laughs> let's win a few challenges and see how far we can make it through. What are you talking about? No. That's what I'm saying. She doesn't know what show she's on. It's insane. And she just thinks it's about, quote, the experience, which like, look, we can be realists and know that most people that go on love uh, reality TV always go in with like a certain level of like, hey, if it doesn't work out, that's the worst. Like, what's the worst thing that can happen? Like, maybe it will work out, you know? Obviously, though, that's on a fucking spectrum. If you're one of 30 girls showing up on night one of The Bachelorette or Bet The Bachelor, it's a little different than showing up to Married at First Sight, where you literally get legally married. At, like, it's like an arranged marriage. And then you have an accelerated marriage experiment created for you where you move in with this part. Like, you need to be a certain level of openness. And to me, everything she says from start to finish of this episode and really the last ones have all been indicators that Alyssa was like never that serious. Yep. Called it week one. This guy right here was never Called that it. serious. She was always looking at this as a chance to get some more followers on Instagram, hopefully meet her future model husband. Otherwise, she'd get more followers. Like, I truly believe that that's where she stands. He doesn't. And he, it couldn't be more opposite of her. Exactly. Exactly. So it's like, to him, her answer is just perplexing. This is interesting. So Chris, everybody else, of course, in this episode, goes and meets with, like, a version of their of their in-laws, their new in-laws, to get more scoop. So, like, usually it's, like, at least a family member or two plus a friend or something. Chris goes and meets with Alyssa's mom and friend, which I was like, wow. But I also kind of get it because if I was him, I'd be like, I better get any advice possible. They really reassure him. They clearly have not spoken to Alyssa. And we find that out more later, which we'll get to. So they make a point to be like, we think you're great. It might take some time. She can be very standoffish. The friend is like, the honeymoon is is your guys's chance. Like, she'll give you a chance. You guys need to just get out of town and like be in a new environment, have one-on-one -on -one time. Mom thinks that he's great for her. She's talking in the side interview, like going on and on about like why clearly Alyssa has a past with unstable dudes. And mom thinks that he's just sweet as pie and great for her daughter. And it's, you're just sitting there like, you clearly have not actually checked in with Alyssa slash like, how well do you know, Alyssa? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was like, hmm, are we talking about the same person? I don't know. Sometimes parents' views of like what is right for their kid, though, are just completely different from the, what the kid wants. Yeah. So. Yeah, true. Alyssa did meet with Chris's mom and friend. It was awkward as all get out. Oh Again, we have a situation where like Chris's people are completely clueless to like what the hell is going on here. And as we remember, mom didn't even know any of this was on the radar until two weeks ago. So she's especially out of touch. Um, and they just are like, it seemed great. It was fun. And then uh, Alyssa, I just thought it was hilarious. Alyssa thinks she's a really open person. Yeah. She's like, I'm not a private person even though I've been asked to do things off camera like for 50% of the show so far. I'm not a private person. I just don't feel comfortable. 
it's just like weird. I don't like it. She said that about this whole meeting. I'm like, again, you're a bitch. Okay. So then brother then <laughs> the friend, friend friend gives I'm like, more. These friends have got to stop. Like I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think <sighs> if they were meeting with um a Lindsay, I think this would all be different. So again, I guess it I, I think what they're trying, I agree with the basis, the the basic premise that they're, they're coming like, in give with. Them a chance. They're being with they're being authentic, they're being real. And it's almost like they realize that things are expedited. So they like aren't going to beat around the bush right. with fluff and bullshit. They're like, here's some stuff that you might find annoying. Let's give you a quick explanation because we love the shit out of them and we're gonna tell you why they're actually not that annoying. Now, a normal person would take that with a grain of salt and be like, okay, that's now let's just flip roles. If Chris is hearing this information, he's loving it. He's taking it in. Yeah, he's he's right. molding it into how how can I be a better partner, a better person for my partner? Alyssa takes in this information and it's another check mark yeah. off on why Chris doesn't yeah, work for one, her. Another strike reason three. why she doesn't have to focus on the looks and can focus on personality of which she knows nothing about other no. than what people are telling her. Well, and it's an excuse to not try. That's what I'm She's saying. Like, yeah. Oh, thank you for confirming that I don't have to try and get to know so, him at all. Essentially, what the friend says is that because he's a real estate agent, he has to be available. He's on his phone a lot. He's on his phone a lot. He drop cares of a, a lot hat. about work. He cares a lot about work. Whatever. A lot of people have to work a lot, a lot of hours, and care about their jobs a lot. Okay, and then let me say something. So, I mean, this was a perfect example to me of how Alyssa fucking twist shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know what you're going to say already. She I know what you're going to say already. It. Oh, go, It was go. so crazy to oh. watch her do this multiple times. I was living. So I had to take a, a lap around the room. I had to, I had to pace <laughs> it out. I was so mad when this happened. Okay, so the friend literally is telling her about the real estate realities, and he quite specifically says, look, I'm not going to say that you're second to his work, that you'll come second to his work, because that's not true, and that's not, that's not how I would say it. But work is really important to him and you do kind of have to make some space for the fact that like real estate operates in a more last minute way. Blah, 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 blah. Cut to Alyssa interview, uh, single cam interview. Um, and then his friend just like straight up tells me I will come second to his work, which I'm sorry. I am just not comfortable with that. I that's how you remember that, right? That's exactly how I remember that. I was like, excuse me. He literally just specifically said, it's not that, even though maybe sometimes you'll feel that way. You know? Yeah. It's it's like he was trying to give a mature answer and deep insight into Chris because you have eight weeks to decide, or six, however many weeks, to decide if you're going to stay married. These are helpful things. Yeah. This is not throwing him under the bus. This is helping you understand your spouse. And she's taking it, twisting the words around, and using it as another red flag for him. It's total bullshit. Well, I, I can't here's even. The thing. To be fair, I mean, I think it's perfectly reasonable to be taking notes and to have some opinions. Like, ooh, don't love that. Ooh. Okay, that's a little bit of a concern. But that's we'll what that's attention. for. You know, that's like, what it's for. It's for you to take mental notes and take it to your partner later 
and be like, and okay, so I heard flush this. through Can it. We talk about this a little more. Yeah. So, yeah, not excuses to write someone off or never try. <sighs> so then they come back to the hotel room together to like greet their honeymoon basket, find out they're going to Puerto Rico. He's doing all of the excitement and enthusiasm for them both. It is so awkward. He says in his interview, I'm not convinced she's not a zero. Well, that's his whole thing is he this this seems like the most patient man ever. Yeah. He is like this. My plan is a decades long plan. I'm like, yeah. you you don't have you don't have 10 minutes left in this relationship. Not yeah. not never less 10 years. I know. Like, but and gosh, he goes, so if like... she's at a one, I'm fine with that. I can work with that. But then he goes, I'm not convinced she's not at a zero. Right. And I'm like, bro, she's at a zero. She's definitely but that's at a okay. zero. So it's like he has it, good to in- intuition, but he's also created like he's allowed a huge amount of room. And then the problem is that what starts to happen is he gets, uh, what is your take on this? Hmm. He gets extremely agreeable, almost to an annoying thing. And I was watching and and I'm like, what can you do? Honestly, like, I don't blame you. What can you do? But it's also like, oh my gosh, guy, like. It's, well, like when she says, he just rubs me the wrong way. He's like trying to yes me to death. Yeah. And I just put in all caps, he's trying to be accommodating, you C-U-N-T. Like, I swear. Yeah. No, I mean, that's how yes. I feel too. I and guess I just, I mean. You've left him. He can't win. It doesn't no, matter what he point. does. That's whether he point. tries to have enthusiasm and go along with whatever the hell you say you want. Or, you know, he's like, what do you want to do? Do you want to go on hikes? Do you want to blah? And she's like, um... She's literally like a bitchy 17-year-old whose family has to like put up with her attitude on vacation. And I say that having been that person. Okay. <laughs> um, and she's like, I mean, I'm ready to go on a trip and spend time with the other couples. And I'm thinking, everybody hates you. Who do you like? First off, you're a bitch because you're basically implying that like I'm excited about going away, not with you. Like, she's saying that in so many words. But then I'm like, LOL, you haven't bonded with any of these women yet. And, they like, you haven't left a very good impression so far. So, well, the like, only thing that is doing her any favors is that Lindsay seems to be trying to make enemies out of everyone. Right. And so maybe people will rally around Alyssa. But they go on this trip, and they're on the same trip. But they are not on the same trip. Okay. First things first. Okay. Well, well. before they go, he says he feels like she's already written him off and it makes it really hard to try. And again, just devastating. Like, so sad. So sad. And yet, like, for as clear as he seems like he is in those moments, he's still trying really hard. And it's like, damn, dude, I don't think a lot of people would do what you're doing. But rumor has it that she wouldn't even sit next to him on the plane and that a producer had to sit in the middle of them. Um, they weren't sitting together in the van on the way yeah. to that. They were on yeah. opposite sides of the and aisle. And then they, they land in Puerto Rico and she literally walks past him without even addressing him. And he literally, he says, Oh, and that's my wife. She just walked past me without saying hi. No, this is full. Alyssa going, I'm getting a free trip to Puerto Rico. And I'm going to talk to you as little as possible. Exactly. Because you're heinous. Yeah. So then they're on the hotel balcony. He is just totally stuck. 
He doesn't know if he should be trying really hard or not trying at all. And they're out there and it's like, it's kind of a come to Jesus moment where he's like, I can't do this anymore. And he says, like, there was never a point in this process where I feel like you have made an effort. And she is just so offended. I mean, the things he is saying are just so hurtful. I'm like, I could slap you, girl. She says, look, I feel gypped. You feel gypped. But I mean, there's been nothing but differences in every way, shape or form since we've met. I mean, we couldn't be more different. And then he looks at her and he's like, you're telling me you really gave this a chance? And she's like, do you think I'm lying? And he like thinks about it for a second. He's like, I mean, yeah, I kind of do. He just called me a fucking liar. I mean, I can't. I'm just a nice person. Just be nice to me. I can't do this. He called me a liar. One of my Excuse biggest me. pet peeves in reality television. It happens on all. Name a show. I'll tell. I'll give you. I will point to an instance in Let's which it not, happens. We have too much to talk about. Okay. But I take your point. When can we stop acting like someone calling someone or accusing someone of, of lying, lying? I know is I know. like killing oh. a family member in cold blood. <laughs> it drives me it's so true, fucking insane. And people lie to each other all the fucking time. Right, it and happens every day. Right, and, and it's such a spectrum. Right, like lying about like it could be a white lie, like I had fun and I didn't. It could be, I mean, look, like, he's not saying that you went and cheated on him. I know. Like, and, and then, yeah, this obsession with, sorry, you're calling me a liar. Are you calling me a liar? And, like, no, and then she actually, storms in and she's said, like. Maybe you were lying with that sentence yeah, you just said. It, she, you were lying. We you know you're were. unattracted yeah. to him. We You've said know. it. We know you were lying. I know. Do not turn around and act like this is a, th- a class three felony. Okay. And Call now, you a liar. And now, and now that he has implied that maybe she was lying, which inherently means he called her a liar. She twisted and man- manipulates it. She's crying. Then we get more. Now, now there's fuel for her to say, oh, oh, and another thing, you also disrespected me by telling my mom and my friend, betraying my trust. What are you talking about, That lady? was in confidence. Our 2.30 a.m. talk was in confidence. What did he say to her parents or, or mom and friend that was... Over the line, close to the line, in the same universe of the line. Nothing. It literally shows that this girl really thought that she was going to compartmentalize who she presented herself as to different groups, including camera slash national audience, right? She really thought that she was going to, like, maintain this perfect separation of, like, okay, I'm saying this to them. I'll tell, I'll be a little more truthful with him but try not to be mean. And then I'll be a total bitch in my interviews. But like, I want people to see that I'm not a total bitch. So like, I'll say this to that. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's just like, you're out of your mind. And then she twists that one into disrespect, which just has me on the floor. Like, why can't you just be respectful and agree it's not going to work? I was like, okay, again, we've got the co-opting of words, disrespect, respect. And then she literally has the audacity to say, 
it's going to take a long time to build back up trust and not have disrespect involved. Trust was never there. You were never into him. You also, never gave him a chance. Involved? No one. What has anyone done in this entire process to disrespect you? Literally. Nothing. Literally nothing. And then she. So who's the disrespectful, mean spirited, closed minded one of this couple? It's obviously her. What do people who move through the world like that, but who refuse to take responsibility for anything, which like my unprofessional bachelor's in social work opinion might go narcissist, but that wouldn't be appropriate because I can't diagnose. But what is something that people like that do? They tend to take the very thing that they do and they twist it and turn it around and slap it on the other person. And it makes it a lot better when you're pretty and small and can get some tears to come out of your freaking eyes while you do it. Because it's that much more manipulative. It is that much more confusing. She's literally talking as if he has emotionally abused her or cheated on her. And then, and like literally she's gaslighting him. She's acting like he's the asshole. And real, and he's going, are you checked out? Because you feel checked out. No, but are you calling me a liar? You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, and then there is a point where he straight up says, I think I'm being gaslit. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, at least this is the thing. It's like he has a really hopeful side. And then he has this like realist kind of intuitive side where like he's not a complete idiot. He is catching on to stuff. Yeah. And it's like he can feel it. But he's like, there's that teeny chance that like what your friend said or your mom said that is right. That like you just need a lot of time or like you're a closed off biatch to people at first. And then that changes. No, none of that's going to happen. Go with your instincts, Chris. Like she can't stand you and she's made it clear to everyone and she is humiliating you in real time as this airs. I just I just I just absolutely cannot. Poop is on the walls of this relationship. <laughs> it is. It is a sinking ship. It is. It really is. Um, okay. Who are we going to next? Um, let's go to Katina and Olajuwon. We. What? I gotta say, I'm kind of drinking the Kool-Aid a little bit. I think that maybe this is, they're just the people that they need. Yeah, I think you might be right, too. Uh, like, I do I love it? That- there's no. red flags, but... Do I think there's red flags? Absolutely. Yeah. Do I kind of think there's a they chance it could work sense. out? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm starting to change. I'm yeah. starting to... I don't know. Anyway, go. Yeah. I was just going to say, I thought it was funny that they, like, made us re-watch some of the pre-bed shit. When I'm like, we already did all of this. We already saw Elijah Wan stained boxers. We already... <laughs> you know? <laughs> And I also, I think I probably said this last week, but I just find it extremely baffling that Katina has some instinct that Elijah Wan's going to be really patient with her with sex and really like go at her pace. I'm like, what about him tells that to you? No, they're definitely they're doing it, doing on the it on honeymoon. That's not um, okay. Okay. Oh, <laughs> okay. In laws. So we have Elijah Wan meets with Katina's family. Friends. I think it's just friends. Wasn't 
there was not a single family member in there? Well, the people doing the most of well, the talking were friends. I know, the guy yeah. friend. <clears throat> so, Elijah Wan just, uh, he continues with his talking out of his ass method that yeah. he uses, where he talks at people. He needs to make a point right away. I don't struggle in the woman department. So, I mean, I just thought, like, why not, you know? And I'm like, bro, her friend, the male friend, is not down with Elijah Wan's uh, take on, like, treating this a little bit more lightly. It sounds like he's taking it lightly, dismissive, you know, like, I could have anybody I want. So I thought, why not go this route? It seems like he heard the words right reason we got a lot of right reasons talk and i'm like have Mm. all these people just been watching the bachelor (laughs) and just when they don't know what to say about themselves or when they get a hard question they just go i'm here for the right reasons right right well and i find it hilarious so okay clearly that guy thinks he might just be doing this to get famous which i've never heard anybody say that off the bat on this show in particular I just die that Elijah Wan's like, I didn't really feel like meeting her friends was that helpful. I'm like, hmm, did we ask any questions? Did we try to get help? Because that seems like a you problem, bro. It sounds like you talked out of your ass about yourself the entire time. And now you're like, yeah, could have taken it or leave, took it or leave it. I'm like, you're a jackass. when they sit and talk about this after and he basically says he doesn't think it was that helpful and then he basically makes it clear that he's not crazy about that guy friend yeah katina which i'm like "Mm, not your best bet to to lead with that um she makes it clear that that friend acts as a protector for her and a really good judge of character and elijah's one's like i don't know about that (laughs) i'm like sir like, are you used to everyone loving you or do you just because that I just find that really hard to believe. Yeah, just that lock it up a little bit, world. dude. Like, just let's just kind of like go with the flow here. Let's try to glean well, some, some information. Reverence. Let's like, like exactly some reverence and respect for that's like, what, okay, yeah, there you go. who that's, these that's people what, are to your wife's heart and life, you know, like. It doesn't show a lot of that, My which favorite isn't a surprise. Thing when the friend's like, I'm not going for bullshit answers. Yeah. I'm like, all right. I like it. <laughs> I loved it. I agree. So um, Katina just met with the second mom, which um, I guess she views herself as Elijah Wan's cheerleader. So she like gave her some cute little gifties, like of things she used to wear to his football games. She made it clear she had to hurry out because she had to go to work. I was like, yeah. Just, I'm going to give you these and I'm going to take a bite of my burger because yeah, I have to leave I in five minutes. Like, <laughs> I was oh, like, whoa, okay. too real, too real. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> okay. And then I would say that the only thing left we have to say about this couple, correct me if I'm wrong, is as it pertains to all of the group drama. Well, I just thought it was interesting. He was very open about his past with her. And she was like, oh, oh right. yeah. I, I mean... It she was said inter- she had a sex buddy. Yeah, like it's it's and just he like seemed like amused and, I mean, low key he seems like the kind of guy to me that down deep down inside is actually very upset about that. But oh, he, he's gonna be upset about he it. He can't at some let point. on but, because he knows he has zero rights. Yeah, 
to do so yeah, because right now, all he's done is until talk about the self righteousness starts to show its face, which will be coming soon, I'm sure. Yeah. Um. So yeah, no, I just thought that it was interesting, you know, because she she was very accepting of it and is like very willing to give him a second chance. Yeah, I guess my more of my thoughts come with with Spanish Gate. <laughs> Spanish Gate. Okay, well then, in light of that, let's move on to our favorite explosive couple, Lindsay and Mark. Lindsay and MTS. Um, no, it's it's not Lindsay anymore. It's officially Mrs. MTS. Yeah, I love. Please I'm no. obsessed. I'm, and I... she's like so game for it, which is why I'm like, okay. Great. Their mom, heart to heart, in the hotel room is very sweet and honest, and I love it. We just got a little more details of them before. I am obsessed with her staging the hotel room, naturally. I'm um, obsessed with jacking the heat up until 80 degrees. Oh, my God. Naturally. <laughs> I know. We're, the tables are turned for us with the temperatures. Then I'm just, like, blown away. Like, the, the next morning... Why? Do, it feels like these two have been together for years. Mm-hmm. Am I crazy? No, they definitely have that that vibe. Mark is just the ultimate stabilizer. Yeah. And it, their their conversation flows well. We find out that they spent the night walking around Boston <gasps> after yeah, getting married. From midnight to 3 a.m. Yeah. And like they went to get food and then they just didn't stop walking. Yeah. I think that is so cute. That's very like young love of them to do Mm -hmm. you know she says i feel like i got the prize like she is so into him she says i think him and i will laugh for the rest of our lives together like she's just saying some serious like real statements that are like omg she goes and meets with the friends it goes off without a freaking hitch to be honest i was nervous you know having seen wedding Lindsay, i feel like i went on a damn roller coaster with her and I was really scared. And this made me realize, like, oh, I love Sober Lindsay. Sober Lindsay is so much more, like, delightful and trustworthy than non-Sober Lindsay. <laughs> um, and she tells the friends very frankly, oh, yeah, I think we're perfect together. And I thought she was just killing it. Like, they were all thoroughly entertained by her, but didn't seem put off or freaked out by her. And Yeah, it that just, went well. It went well. It just yeah. felt very cute and natural. Mark got a survival kit. Oh, that was hilarious. With treats and snacks and stuff. <laughs> snacks um, for her hangry moments. The no button was hilarious. That was so funny. Because uh, she needs to be told no a lot. The apparently. friend says, my biggest fear is you will say yes too much. And then dad says, when she goes off the deep end, you've got to really reel her in and be a lion tamer. Mark had scary eyes during after oh, his dad. His eyes were bold. Like, his bug eyes were out <laughs> and about, and I cracked up. He's like, her tongue, it could be vicious. And then it's like a close up, and he's like, his eyes are coming out of his head. So we're going to go through the story. Should we take it as we experience it as viewers and then add what we learn from the No, I think we take it everything together. Okay. Okay. So if you haven't watched After Party yet, you get more details on After Party, and it is not just from Elijah Wan's perspective. It is also from MTS's perspective. So It was I found extremely that... confusing watching this all play out right. in terms of because what- Because they never have cameras on in the kind plane. Of like what side you're on, what, what to make of everything that yeah. happened yeah. on this flight, and the 
bus ride debacle leading after. Then we watched After Party. We got Olajuwon and Mark the Shark's perspective on it. And we feel like we have a much more clear understanding of what happened. Yes. Go for it. Okay. So they're on the plane. Lindsay started something with Olajuwon. He was talking about them on this trip. She, of course, though, in retrospect, in her interviews, she says she thought they were joking. So she, in her mind, she's joking, giving him a hard time about he should try and speak some Spanish in Puerto Rico because that's the respectful thing to do. Well, first we got the slippers comment. Which, that does not come up until after party. Yeah. So, okay. See, this is what I'm saying. It's hard because like, okay, we don't know who's listening and how what they've watched. Take it however you want. Okay, to take so it. apparently she walked right up to Olajuwon at the airport and made some comment about how his like slippers or loafers, how like his whole outfit was so sleek and chic and cute, and then his slippers cheapened it all and looked cheap and cheesy with his outfit, which is super fucking rude, obviously. So he was already put off by her, okay? That is, like, a rude thing to say to someone you don't know that well. He's going on the plane thinking kind of a biatch that one is, but I'm not going to worry about it. Then, apparently, there's, like, back and forth happening in the airplane talking about the trip, and Lindsay started saying something to him, like, giving him a hard time for, like, why wouldn't you try and speak Spanish in in Puerto Rico if that's their language and he did not take that well got really upset and felt like why are you coming for me she describes it we need to just be honest and say that she describes it in retrospect like right after she kind of describes it like she's like a little bit of Karen vibes yeah like i was just telling a joke and this scary man with tattoos, uh, he got very aggressive with me. And then I didn't know what to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like, it's a little uncomfortable to watch because you're like, okay, we can't see it. You're making it sound like he stomped towards you like a big scary giant and started screaming in your face and threatening your life. But something tells me that that wasn't quite what happened. Right? That's correct. So it just like kind of leaves you with this icky feeling after because you're like, mm, are you kind of being like vaguely racist and Karen-y or like what happened here? It's very hard to tell what's going on. Right. And we're not obsessed with Elijah Wan. So it's like we've also heard him say some dumb shit just as a person. So you're sort of trying to figure out like what in the hell actually happened? When they bring it up in After Party, it feels like they explain it a lot better. And MTS fully has, like, validates everything Elijah Wan says, which is that she made the rude comment before the plane. Then they get on the plane. Lindsay butts herself into a conversation he's having. And she just starts poking him about, are you going to speak Spanish in Puerto Rico? And you should. And that's the only respectful thing to do. And then he gets freaking pissed. And he says something to her, like, where do you get off? You're not even a Spanish speaker. So, like, you're not from Puerto Rico. Why are you giving me shit? She's the one who brings up the fighting. 
fighting she, him. When they're getting off the plane. So then apparently it gets escalated, escalated. There's yelling. She's obviously crying. And then she says, like, I want to fight him. I want to fight him. Which then, like, of course, escalates everything. Well, and that gets Katina that gets into Katina it. That gets Katina super pissed. There's a little bit of Katina. With Katina and Olajuwon, I feel, in this situation, there is a little bit of... Katina's trying to prove herself. That No, that's what I'm saying. I think they're yeah. both trying to prove, uh, prove themselves, like the protectors of each other and are doing a little bit of like a little extra, a little extra yeah. showing off to be like, look, I can be this person and protect you and take care of you. Yeah. It needs to be said also <laughs> that Lindsay was contacted multiple times by flight attendants yes. for not wearing her mask, for being loud. For Bottom line, I'm pretty sure Lindsay was drunk on this flight. Yeah. Pretty sure she was drunk. She started spewing off and people like were not having it. Yeah. Apparently the flight attendants came up and asked her to quiet down multiple times. Like this was not something that was isolated to just her and Elijah Wan. Like she was pissing everybody off. I didn't even think about the fact that she was probably drunk on the plane, which makes me feel really dumb. I think that I I, I think there's a decent chance that happened. Oh, you're I don't totally know. Right. I mean, no, like, no, she a hundred percent was. I don't know why that didn't even cross my mind. Um, she just has that abrasiveness, like ah, fuck you, fuck you, fuck yeah, you. Yeah, totally. She and it's be just like you just are like... going to, and it got set on on the after party. MTS said it. You need to be able to take it if you're going to dish <gasps> it out. Keisha said that. Yeah, you know. I thought you were going to say MTS acknowledges that there was multiple times where she was like provoking Elijah Wan, and he kept trying to be like, okay, stop. He's giving you an out right now. Yeah. He's like. He gave her multiple outs and I kept trying to get her to like take it and move on. And she just wouldn't. They get to Puerto Rico. We find out that all this has taken place right. because Mr. and Mrs. Shark are going on a different <laughs> bus. Yeah. And everyone else. I mean, here's the thing. And she's all emotional and Mr. Like, Shark. Tearful. It, Mr. Shark is in a really tough position. Oh, I here feel so because bad for him. You know, he acknowledges on After Party that, like, you know, because Keisha was essentially like, okay, well, what do you have to say for your wife, in a way? And he's being on honest and is like, I just met this woman. It's yeah. not like, I, like, I'm trying to figure out how to handle this situation also. Yeah. They go on a separate bus. Um, he is just, we need to take a second. Him on that bus. Just the sweetest, sweetest, sweetest man. He's like. Look, we have our own special exclusive bus. Nothing's going to stop our sunshine, okay? Okay? I mean, he's just so calming. Like, if anyone, again, like we've said so many times, he might be the only person on this planet that is made to do this for her. Yeah. But it's also something that no one should have to do, and her behavior is not cool. So Mark comes down and apologizes to everyone at the pool. Yeah. Everyone's at the pool. They want to have a good time. This is where Olajuwon gained a lot of points in my book. Okay. He, because Katina's clearly the one who's she's more. She's still heated. She's still heated. I think because she's like, she's one of the girls. She's part of the girls crew. And that girl's coming for my man. Yeah. So like now we have a female problem. I just thought Mark and Olajuwon did a really good job of just putting this behind it. You know, there was no, someone was like, do you think she needs to apologize? And Elijah was like, no one needs to apologize. Let's just get past it. 
It was a misunderstanding. Yeah, I just on. thought that there was a, adults in the room it during this nice conversation. Was it was nice yes. to see the way that that was handled. Yes. Agreed. Um, oh, and something else that like in my mind sort of goes like Lindsay's initial initial description. But quite frankly, if that's the only side of the story you ever got, I think the most disconcerting part about it is that it is effective. Right. Like she's tearing up and she goes, I w- we were just telling jokes until suddenly Elijah Wan is posturing, just posturing in my face and aggressive and posturing. And it's just like when that was the first thing I heard, I thought, oh, no, oh, no. But then I'm also reading t- between the lines with like her verbiage and everything. Yeah. So Lindsay out of line, out of line that day. Thankfully, she doesn't force joining everyone, which I appreciated. She was like, I'm going to take my time. Now that I'm thinking about her being wasted, I'm like, oh, she wanted to sleep it off (laughs) Um, while everybody else is bonding with their drinks. I just also think it needs to be clarified that Spanish, she's not even Spanish, quote, end quote. Oh, Katina. Katina, Which is repeated multiple times. Katina, we believe what you meant was she's not even a Spanish speaker or Puerto Rican, but not, not Spanish. We're not in Spain. Yes. We are not she, in Espana. That was, oh, that was hard. That was hard. <laughs> she's not even Spanish. She's not even the language Spanish or from Spain. <laughs> she's neither of those things. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, so, I mean. I have concerns about. Lindsay. I definitely I have do. big concerns. I think Mark is showing how agreeable and patient and I mean I think Mark's just like getting A's across the board yeah. so far as a husband. I just do not know slash I don't think that this is sustainable. She seems too like she's too volatile. up and down. Very yeah, it's volatile. too She's getting A's and then F's. A's, F's, A, F. You know, it's definitely a whiplash. Yeah, it's and a no, lot. And like, <sighs> like yeah. this stuff. Oh, well, I'll get into it more when I get into the power rankings. That's okay. all I'll say for now. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, I did think it was interesting. Katina just, Katina just is very frank. Like Elijah Wan, you know, like, like him and MTS are trying to like move through this. It's okay, man. We can get through this. Not a big deal. Let's move on. Blah, blah, blah. Sorry, sorry. Katina's not over it. And she goes, look, I'm going to be nice and cordial in group settings, but her personality is way too much for me to be stuck in a small room with her for a long period of time. So I'm just saying that. And she's like looking into MTS's eyes like I need to be clear. So that's a big bummer to me to go along with what you're saying. Um, I think that the best parts of Lindsay are the reasons why she has the friends she does. It's why she's loved the way she is by the people in her life because she can be so magnetic and so connected and so empathetic and like so cool. But then there's this other side of her that clearly is exacerbated by alcohol, but also clearly exists on its own. And it's just, you're like, okay, how often does this side come out? Is this because you're super nervous so you can't stop drinking to try and like be the fun girl? And then Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's 100% booze related i think that like a lot of this is there under the but yeah it definitely makes it worse the interesting thing is that if you remember after the very first episode Mm -hmm. 
it was Jasmina, Katina, and Lindsay on yes. the after party. And we thought that... Jasmina didn't like her. Jasmina didn't like her. And we thought that Katina and Lindsay were fine. Yeah. We were like, oh, Katina seems like she's team Lindsay. Yeah. And so now who I'm knows? Like, oh. I mean, maybe... I mean, this, there's a lot of season yeah, left and a lot true. of more hangs to get to. But... Yeah. Um, I just don't like for anyone to be... Like, I don't want Lindsay to alienate herself from the rest of the women because, like, that's some of the most important support you get through the yeah. whole season. And yeah. I'm feeling alarmed about this. Okay. Any other thoughts on them? No. Not at this time. Not at this time. Interestingly enough, segue, mm -hmm. this conflict leads to an interesting conflict. Oh, it's so dumb. It's such a fake conflict. I'm like, you're literally inventing something right now, Jasmina. Okay, let's get into it. Go go for it. Let's get into Jasmina and Michael. Okay, so first we get Jasmina with sisters. Very natural and cute. I thought it was interesting. I do not remember the fact that all of her serious, all of her relationships have been long distance. Did you remember that? No. I, that got mentioned? Are we sure that got mentioned? Are we that bad that two of us never picked that up? I don't think it did then. If we both forgot, unless that it was felt in like, like the early like matchmaking special, yeah, that felt like news I was to me like, too. Oh, and they definitely all both seemed like, oh, okay. So well, that I is mean, jarring. I mean, that's extremely bizarre. That's so strange. Yeah, extremely bizarre. Yeah, and like in my mind, Jasmina presents as just so perfect that I just find it comforting. Like, okay, so you have one thing. Like, that makes you a little bit, like, not a 100 million percent perfectly prepared person for this moment, you know? Um, but again, like, I just, the sisters are just so adorable and embracing and wonderful. Michael meets with sisters and mom. You can tell that, I mean, Jasmina's mom is just skeptical of the whole thing. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't feel like she was coming for him in any sort of way. I thought he was doing a really I good job a answering job. questions and getting through this. Yeah. I loved the quote from her mom. She said, you know, sometimes people get lost in expectations in a mm -hmm. relationship. Mm -hmm. And I was like, great point. Get it, mom. Give the good advice. But he definitely walked away feeling, I think he mistook. Her um, her worries about this process in this show as worries about him as a person. Mm. And I and I mean, I think that her worries about him are just insofar as we've known you for five seconds, which is totally valid. Yeah. But I, I kind of felt like he walked away like I can tell they're not sold on me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's that's all I got. However. Oh, so with Jasmina and the sisters. The one thing they did say to her was, you know, Michael likes to prepare himself for the worst case scenario to like preempt pain, basically yeah. like the most human thing ever. Um, and so they just basically said that as like a, you know, something to keep in mind, try and be patient with him because sometimes it can be irritating. She, like, really lodged that somewhere in the red flag section of her brain and I think has no concept of what kind of real red flags people are dealing with in other relationships. Yeah. <laughs> and so I kind of feel like this stupid-ass, co quote, conflict, I don't even want to call it a real one, that they have in the hotel room after all the group drama 
I just feel like it's fully her, like, taking whatever she learned from the sisters in the morning and making it into a mountain and, like, fully projecting it on this statement he makes. Yeah, I mean, okay, so to jump ahead then, Michael is saying, like, yeah, you get a bunch of strangers together in groups, like, no one, knows each, no, no one knows each other. There's bound to be conflict. And she goes, well, I don't think so. I don't think that there's need to. I don't agree with that. First of all, he's not. I don't think it's fair to call him a pessimist. No. He's realistic about how things work in the world. I agree. And she's treating him like he's a pessimist right now. Like what we're going off of, right? It is not fair to put him that pessimist tag over his head. And I I think that's what she's doing to him right now. And. She's like, well, I don't think, let's just agree to disagree. Let's di- agree to disagree. Hello, Jasmina. You are proving his point <laughs> that there's bound to be conflict because you are conflicting right now. <laughs> Him saying yeah. there's going to be conflict in marriage is realistic. There is conflict in marriage. I know. It does not mean that he's not positive or not positive her, enough. You, oh, you cut really to her in an me interview off. and she's like, I'm sorry, but I like to be positive and I like to not expect bad things and da 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 da. And I just wrote like, this is so much more loaded. Like you have taken, again, I think what you were saying about um, Chris's friends, how they were trying to be like, let's cut to the chase and tell you the worst parts about him and then explain why you need to love them anyway, because it's not actually as bad as it seems. I feel like that's exactly what the sisters were doing. Yeah. Like, they were literally, like, grasping at straws to try and think of anything they forgot that, like, might bug her that they want to explain. And I just, I do not get the impression. I get the impression that he's moved through life, like, a little guarded because of what he's been through, but not as, like, a negative Nancy. It's, there's a part of me that, that bothers me about this format to a degree. I understand why they have to do it. They want to like have the spouses meet in-laws and friends and stuff like that. I almost wish that we could like push this back a week and a half. Yeah. Because it plants seeds seeds and people don't have the vocabulary or the experience with their partner yet to be able to take it with a grain of salt yeah. and, and and ask the right questions it, to prod more and to get more to what that really means. Yeah. They just take it, just it to the most extreme fact. version of whatever someone says. And like who they are. As who they are. And it's like, you need to experience them as a person. Yeah. And it's, I just, it's a good point. Yeah. I almost wish like, can we save the serious sit downs with in-laws for when we get back from the honeymoon? Yeah. Even if just give then, me a week, you know, like, they will actually be coming with more real life experience to ask advice on. And, you know, so I, I totally agree with that. I just wrote, this is such a softball fake conflict. I'm just irritated. Yeah. Like, come on, you yeah. guys like each other a lot. Jasmina, you're inventing something. He literally said he was, you wanted to debrief the drama and he said an off the cuff comment because he didn't think that we should like make it like too big. And, he and was you thought it was saying, like his like, life you know, thesis or something. I know. It's ridiculous. He was literally just saying, you know, wow. you get people together, there's bound to be conflict when they don't know each other and they're all different. Well, I don't agree. I don't know. Yeah. Silly, silly. She's looking for problems right now, probably yeah. because she's like, he's too perfect. I think these two overall are still a lovely freaking match and I have very high hopes for them. And I just feel like we really have not gotten into 
the thick of anything with no, it yet. No, they wanted really to like haven't. tease us with this stupid convo because there's been nothing. Okay. All right. Last but not least, Steve and Noy. One word, three syllables. Sriracha. Oh, sriracha. Fucking sriracha. We love sriracha. Unbelievably amazing. Wonderful. Dying to know if she has auditioned for Drag Race. I know. Get Sriracha on Drag Race. Well, now this these clips are great for her audition. Oh, I know. She should just rip them from the internet, and that'll make her look so much more important. Um, first, we need to say the ring pop proposal that Steve did for Noi in the hotel is super freaking adorable until she remembers that it's all he can afford. <laughs> because unemployment anyways um i thought that was cute though i love how they like make us retread these moments that we ended on last week but then they just add one little gem that we didn't get last week um so first we have noi and his parents she is just she's smitten with oh my guy. gosh she is already their, head over and heels. their chemistry like uh, steve is natural. just so chill and like i really 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 like this couple a yeah. lot I really do. It just seems so natural. Like, in the real world, they already are dating and married, like, in an alternate timeline. She's just, like, she's so, she's crying, but it's not too much. It's just, like, really sweet. Like, she really feels a lot of hope and excitement about him as a person. She She's, like, so into him. And his parents are really supportive. Um... They make it clear that they're going to be super honest with her. I, I just, I like their vibe. You can yeah. tell they're like solid family people who are going to be real. And like. I love when the dad was like, <laughs> Steve's a vagabond. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, no, it's completely, uh, it would be understandable if you were concerned that he's unemployed. Like they, dad brings it up. Yeah. Which I loved. Um, she admits it's concerning, but she's also optimistic. She says he seems perfect. She's just so smitten. Um, yeah, I mean, we're not going to really get into the depths of that whole unemployment situation until they move in together. Yeah. There's just kind of nothing. Unless but she's not. I mean, here's the thing. Here's a perfect example of someone getting some concerning information mm -hmm. and not turning it into an Who end of a world a crisis. Yeah. She's like, okay. You like to travel. You're unemployed. Yeah, that's a little concerning. You know what we're going to do? We're going to go on the honeymoon and have fun together. And we're and, and I'm not going to pepper you with questions about how many applications you filled out this week. Like, it's just great chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. She's willing to, like, get to know him at a normal pace and, like, give him a chance. Um, we have Steve, fam, including Sriracha, which I just love that... The brother was like, um, I have this whole other life inside of me. And if you're going to be in this family, then you need to know me and Sriracha. Yes, we are the same, but we are also different. And I'm just going to show up as Sriracha and see how he handles it. I'm like, yes, so good. Um, and Steve takes it in stride. Yeah. It's like he doesn't skip a beat. He's just like. 
if anything, all all he has to say is like Sriracha's coming at me pretty hard, but I get it. Oh, just <laughs> question after question. Yeah, Sriracha is like not letting him rest. <laughs> coming with the hard hitting questions. How are you? How are you going to be financially responsible for your future family? You're 38. You say you wanted kids, correct? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, I feel like Sriracha has sort of taken it on. Like, I'm going to ask the really hard stuff for mom, dad, for all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, family, clearly, everyone really wants babies, including Noi. Yeah. Mom brought it up. Noi brought it up in an interview. Sriracha brought it up. So I mean, well, the- if Steve wants kids too, and I'm assuming he does, because he, you know, wouldn't have gotten matched with someone who like he is 38. Well, he doesn't have a uterus, so he can technically be doing that for whenever the hell he wants. So yeah, I mean, I doubt it'll be a huge issue, but but I just think it's interesting that they're very open, all of them, that Noi wants babies, the family wants babies, and like Steve better get on board. Um, and him have like you can tell the concern about the job is in connection to the babies that everybody wants Sue yeah but I mean she just keeps saying she's developing really strong feelings for Steve it feels really effortless so I mean I just think they're the most like shoo-in couple yeah personally I agree I agree we didn't get like I mean of course they're not involved in the drama yeah. So, like, we really didn't see them much after this. Seems like said. we're going to have some upcoming conflict, though. Which Between them two? Yeah, I don't know when it happens, but they, they, they always tease us with a little conflict of oh, each couple. yeah. Of the but, yeah, they're season. the ones that I'm most sure of right now. Yeah. Okay, do we have any other thoughts on them at this time? I don't. It's fun to end with, like, a sweet, drama-free couple. Yeah, because we came in pretty hot at the yeah, start we of this came pod. Yeah, really we came in pr- pronouncing ourselves as an anti-Alyssa podcast. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty, like, I'm not going to say Strong it words. was unwarranted. Oh, it wasn't. But. No, that's all I'll say. That's a lot. That's it. It was all warranted. <laughs> it was all warranted. <laughs> Anyways. Do you have anything to add from After Party other than Alyssa walking off set? All I have to say is Keisha looked into Alyssa's eyes. More than once after replaying her bullshit behavior, asking if she either had any regrets or if she were to know what she knew now, would she do it differently at all? Every single time. No, I don't regret any of it. What I did was what I did was because I was very uncomfortable. He knew I knew he was upset, but I was upset, too. Everything always came back to her. She tears up watching herself. I feel the same way now as I did in that moment. So there is a point where she says, there are certain things I wanted to say that I didn't want to be filmed saying, which I'm like, oh my God, you just told on yourself. Exactly. You literally told on yourself. Um, In response to Keisha looking her in the eye and saying, well, why did you come on TV? She leaves crying. Just can't handle it. Just leaves crying. And that's when Elijah Wan goes, Keisha's like, so what do you guys think of this? And Elijah Wan goes, oh, I think this is all bullshit. So, I mean, you can tell. See, that and that also like, gained points in Elijah Wan's book, for, my yeah. book on Elijah Wan. 
Yeah. Like, I don't, between After Party and the end of this episode, I don't know. He was at an all-time high with me. I'm not saying, like, he's perfect or I love the guy. I'm just saying he impressed me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Alyssa made a fool of herself. In After Party, which is just interesting. I'm dying to know what she feels now because I, I saw something on one of the Mathis Instagrams that, like, as we know, again, After Party is filmed in the future when they've already made their decision and they have to try and not tell on themselves for us in After Party and, like, react just to that episode. So this After Party was filmed, though, like, November 20th. So it's just interesting. I'm like, okay, and now we're three months away from that. How does she feel now? She, uh, She's man. a fool. I can't, can't wait to her. see the socials after all this is over. I know, I'm dying. No, I still can't wait. Slash wouldn't. I cannot wait to watch Kevin Frazier question the shit out of her if she has the balls to show up. Oh. Which I would Doubtful. not be surprised if she Doubtful. doesn't show up. All right, you ready for power rankings? I'm ready. There have been some shifts in power rankings. I'm, I'm sure. happy to report. I'm sure. Okay. We love a shift. Obviously, wow. coming in at number five, it's Chris and Alyssa. There's no other way about it. Yeah. That being said, let the record show, because I might be ruffling some feathers here, that there's a giant chasm between fifth and fourth place. So, just because someone's in fourth place does not mean that they are closer to fifth place than they are first place because of the giant chasm that exists. Excuse me, what? Well, do you, I'm just saying, Chris and Alyssa are so bad, very bad. They're in a league of their own. So the rest of these four couples are a lot closer to each other than everyone sure. is to Chris but and Alyssa. But it's still kind of extreme to say fourth place is closer to first place than it is to fifth place. Are you getting into... How I rank my power rankings. I mean, people need an explanation. I'll give you an explanation. You're getting some right now. I just wanted that to be on record. Here you go. Okay. Number four. I have Mark and Lindsay. Okay. Mark, excellent husband. I have deep con deep concerns about Lindsay. I brought them up. I It is bad signs that you can't get along with people right off the bat. The attitude, the personality scares me. Yeah. Mark is doing an amazing job of covering that up right now and covering for her and supporting her. I just, I have w real concerns. Mm -hmm. Number three, I have Olajuwon and Katina. Mm -hmm. I think they took a step forward this week. Mm -hmm. uh, they might just be the person that each other's needs. Okay. Number two, I have Jasmina and Michael. The conflict, non-conflict, whatever you want to call it, it was conflict nonetheless. <laughs> and so that bumps them from the top spot, leaving... Are you saying that only couples with zero conflict get into the first place? Because conflict can be healthy, babe. I am saying that there is no rhyme <laughs> or reason to, to my as it pertains as it to pertains this week. to this week. Sure, 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 sure. Oh, you're <laughs> jamming me up as I'm trying to get these rankings out. Go number one. I have Stephen Noy, the the couple I'm the most sure about. Best Noy Moy. Noy Moy, best chemistry thus far. Those are my power rankings. Yeah. Okay. I think that if I was to challenge you on anything. It would be on the third and fourth place spot because I feel like 
I totally hear you on the sharks, but I still feel like what we saw this week is them still being glued together in strength. But you know, all complaints must be made in writing and presented <laughs> to the office the of the power rankings. And uh, um, I'm sorry, but office hours are is that are office over. in the same building as Nerf? Nerfa? Nefa. Nefa. Yeah, we occupy the same. Uh, okay, the I same thought. structure, building unit. So okay. send Different everything floors. that way. Okay, uh, it'll be answered in uh, due time. Ten to twelve <laughs> business days. Okay, fantastic. Um, okay, guys. Well, next week we finally get real deal. Start like honeymoon. The whole episode we will be on this damn honeymoon. You know what? It gets me every single time. Me too. I always think we're me going too. to honeymoons as soon as weddings Ugh. over. And I'm like honeymoon. I know. And then I have to get this BS brunch between <laughs> the brunch like, lunch. Why are you oh, trying to gosh. keep us in this Marriott for another day? It chaps my ass. I know. I agree. Um, but next week is real deal, whole time, honeymooning. It's going to be juicy. Can't wait. I, I can't wait for activities. You know how I love oh, to yeah. critique all kinds of behavior during yes, activities. Oh, I'm going to have a lot of takes things. next week. Yeah, it's going to be great. Okay, everybody have an amazing weekend. Like, subscribe, write a review. You might get a shout out like Nina Lean did last week. Oh, and look, here we are shouting her out a second week in a row because of how amazing she is. Um, so please leave a review and share it with your friends. Start a watch party and then start listening together. It'll be great. Okay. Um, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.